Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Yeah, we're now on from 1 to 4 o'clock. Where you been? You missed the first hour. But if you did, you can always pick it up on the podcast. Use the iHeartRadio app or KFIAM640.com and you'll find the hours all posted up there shortly after we finish the show. All it takes is a word. Another keyword is coming up in about 15 minutes in the KFI Cash refill contest follow the instructions for your shot at a thousand bucks uh one of the most infuriating things about uh the garcetti bonin era in los angeles was allow thousands of homeless people to take over all the public space that's supposed to be for us the taxpayers our families our children where we go biking and jogging and picnicking and one of those places that was taken over was the culver boulevard bike path uh, yeah, it's a public space that says here is enjoyed by Del Rey and Los Angeles residents. It's become a hotbed for homeless encampments. There's a petition at change.org asking the new city council member for this area, this part that's the city of L.A., Tracy Park, to do something about it. And uh, I have seen this for myself. This is rather remarkable and a change in just the last couple of years as, you know, as I was talking to somebody yesterday if you allow it, it will grow. Mm-hmm. Once you start allowing one guy to plunk down a tent and grow out an encampment, he gets joined by others. So I don't know whether it's social media or just vagrants driving by and seeing what's going on or walking by or bicycling by, and they begin to pile on and enjoy because uh, it's a little, it's like a median. It's down the middle of the two directions of Culver Boulevard, and uh, it, it looks like a nice place to plant yourself. We're going to talk now with Dylan Lawson Johnston. A resident in the Delray section of Los Angeles, and he started the petition. It's aimed at uh, Tracy Park's office. 
to get that whole area cleaned up because uh, that's what she ran on. Let's uh, get Dylan on. How's it going, guys? Hi. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? All right. Describe what you and all your friends and neighbors see every day on, on this uh, on this yeah, bike path. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, you sort of touched it right on the head earlier. That You know, this bike path, which is sort of the median, um, has essentially gotten to a really, really bad place. You know, it's it's completely filled with encampments and, and no longer accessible at all to sort of the general public to use and to enjoy um, and even go a little bit further. You know, I think a couple a month or so ago, there was a, a stabbing that took place there. And, you know, my, my wife was outside talking to the police and the cops said, you know, you shouldn't go outside at night and you shouldn't walk alone. Um, so receiving that sort of feedback versus, you know, we're going to do something about it was pretty alarming. Describe exactly what is on this bike path in terms of what the homeless have there. I can see there's a picture of tents. I mean, it looks kind of elaborate, and it's really grown a lot in the more recent times. Yeah, very much so. I mean, like, the structures that are being built, this is not just, you know, your camping tent that's popped up. There's structures, you know, they have a horseshoes uh, arena where they play. There's gas grills. It's really gotten very elaborate um and you know people have been living there for you know over three years um with a new arrival i would say almost every day um and it it's just well you 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 summarize in your petition uh the conditions you write that last month there was a stabbing that took place between the violence the drinking and drugs the accumulation of trash and human feces the nudity and the violent untrained animals we feel we simply have no choice but to attempt to sell our home and move somewhere safer for our unborn child. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, exactly. That all of those things are very prevalent. They're impossible to miss. And that's sort of what we were faced. You know, do we basically say, you know what, you guys win, we'll move somewhere else. Or do we, you know, look to try and activate our community and, you know, find some power and numbers here and, and start this peti- petition um, and see if we can get the attention of, you know, the uh, the office of Tracy Park and and get something done. And, and the response has been amazing. You know, we have a goal of a thousand signatures, which we've almost hit. And um, it, it's, you know, we're averaging about 200 additional signatures a day and people are, you know, rallying around right. this. I mean, there's a, an elementary school that is right there. The Ocean Charter School is, you know, a stone's throw away from where these are. So all the places that I feel you would want to, you know, eradicate these encampments would be next to our you know elementary schools and have you run into anybody in your neighborhood that feels like well these are our neighbors and these are our unhoused friends we have to make sure they're taken care of nobody's actually had that sentiment you know i have i've you know for every one of those there's about uh you know 150 to 200 people who feel the opposite so um, right I will try not to, you know, get myself canceled on my first uh, first time on the radio here. But um, I think there's, there's a lot more people who uh, would like to see, uh, who, see this go away. All right. Before Tracy Park took over as the councilwoman, who did you contact? About I contacted Bonin's office. Um, and I did receive a call back, actually, from someone in his office who said, what if we showed up at your house and asked you to leave? And <laughs> that is typical. Yeah. That's why that bum is gone. Yeah. Oh, and come I, on. Wait, you know. Because it's their home. That's right. You have to accept that. <laughs> That's what yeah. the Bonin rep said? 
that was that was verbatim what she said. And, you know, <laughs> I think my response was that you know I I pay my property taxes. That's why I can't do that. But um, oh no, oh, <laughs> Jesus, that's yeah, so, unbelievable. Yeah, and and I will say, you know, I think Tracy working with Trace, we have gotten their attention, and they've been really great so far. What we have learned um, just in the past, like twenty four hours almost, is that the bike path is actually under the jurisdiction of LA Metro, and they oh, are going to try, likely try to avoid, you know, paying any cleanup fees at all costs. So, you know, what we're hoping is that this petition will, in fact. Well, be in support of Tracy trying to get Metro to you know step up and really clean up this mess. You know, I think- well, all right. Now let me let me tell you the thicket you're walking into here because <laughs> I've got <laughs> some experience with this, also in, uh, also involving Bonnet. Uh, when they set up that in- homeless encampment in front of the VA in in Brentwood yeah. on San Vicente Boulevard, yeah, the, the, yeah, you had you had uh, three jurisdictions. You had the federal government that owned the VA. They owned the fence. And the grass sticking under the fence, which is where the encampment started. And mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, the, the sidewalk area was the county. And then the street out in front was the city. So they, they, they covered three jurisdictions there. And the tents were, there was about over 50 people. And so I went to a meeting with Bonin, and Bonin blamed the county. Sheila Kuehl at the time was the supervisor. The right. county blamed the city. Everybody blamed the VA because supposedly these were veterans and they should be taken inside the VA and taken care yeah. of. Four, yeah. year, four years of this where all three entities used each other as a whipping boy to, to shirk the responsibility that they had. All you needed was three people to get together, one from each entity, sit down and say, okay, let's fix this. For right. the taxpayers right. who pay all our salaries. And they wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the holy trifecta right there. I can only imagine how long that one took. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I mean, I, there's a statistic out there that, you know, these most like new families and, and homeowners, when they're looking to purchase a home, like what they look for is access to open spaces in public land. Right. Like people want to be able to get outside and walk on the trails and teach their kids to bike on a local bike path. And, you know, having that opportunity just, like, fully taken away from you and, and rendered this entire bike path that's right in front of my house that I'm looking at right now completely useless, you know, it, it's a total bummer. And, 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 when you, and, when you, and when you bought the house, you probably thought, oh, this is great. Look at I that. I was all about it. I was all about it. I'm going to raise my family here. It's going to be a great place. And, and it, it obviously didn't go that way. Um, it's, been, it's been a tough pill to swallow. When did this right. start? When did I start in terms of the... No, the, no uh, when, when, when did the, the first encampment? Oh, it's been three years now. There's three been years. A, one group that's been out there for a long time. And then, you know, as this shuffle of where people are being moved is happening, I think a lot of the most recent um, encampments popping up here were likely coming from them cleaning up Venice Beach and, and moving people around, which, um, you know, is a, is a checkers game within itself. But... Uh, all right. Well, we support what you're doing, and we'll give you any publicity you need. Yeah, Dylan, we have a link on our webpage uh, for your change.org petition. They go to change.org. Uh, well, How would they, yeah, they can use the link. And what is it under at change.org? Uh, it's Petition Tracy Park to clean up the Culver Boulevard bike path. And by the way, title. one other question. Is any of this go into Culver City, or is this just L.A., this whole area that's disgusting? No, you pass uh, into Culver City under the 405. 
and the median becomes beautiful. They read the whole <laughs> thing, and, th- and they did all this landscaping in a way oh, to wait. make it uninhabitable. And, for, and for, Metro controls the bike path in Culver City, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I believe so. I think they got a little more money than we do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, the politicians there care about keeping it clean. All right, exactly. thanks for coming on, and uh, keep us updated. I will. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the time. All right, that's Dylan Lawson Johnston. He started a change.org petition. This is a section of a bike path on Culver Boulevard. It's actually through Los Angeles. It's like a median. It's nice. It's got trees, grass, a little bike path down the middle, a walking path, a jogging path. Once again, the homeless have taken over this section, and he's petitioning the city councilwoman for this district, Tracy Park, who's new to the office. She, she was just on the show last week about cleanups going on in Venice encampments and god help us i hope she gets john to that Bologna wetlands that, that rv encampment that's been hanging on there for years yeah they got the, 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 i heard today on the news the city has an ordinance to try to keep people out of there at night oh somebody, is that right somebody give me a print out of that story i i, I heard it on our news about an hour ago, but I didn't that get all the That they might be details. doing something about not parking there at night, you're saying? I, I, don't, I don't know the specific restrictions. Because some of those RVs and vans don't even run. They're like old junk. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get the exact wording. Uh, more coming up. I uh, got the news story I mentioned. Well, wait. First, we interrupt this broadcast. What? What's for happening? a special update. Right. The L.A. County Board of Supervisors has now declared a state of emergency on homelessness. Joining the city of Los Angeles and the city of Long Beach is drafting a declaration. Oh, Long Beach too? Yes. Long Beach Mayor Rex Richardson has asked his staff to draft a similar declaration just after he was sworn in recently. There have been so many violent acts in Long Beach from from the vagrants going on for so long. And now... What's, now there's a state of emergency. What now it's cool, it's trendy to have a state of emergency. Well, because when you ask them why, they'll say this will speed things up. Speed things up. Speed. Well, in the case of Bass, he says that'll be the housing. In the case of the county, they're talking about services. They're supposed to provide a lot of the mental health services for the homeless and the money. I I, I just don't get it. What they 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 just woke up now, this week. Uh, yeah, because Garcetti's out, and she wanted to start over what? with something that would make a splash. All right. I As for the Board of Supervisors, I don't know. I saw a line in the story about the county and the emergency, it, 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 it's, it, and they, they alluded to um, the, the partnership with the city wasn't working. And when you talk about the city, everyone speaks generically. Well, you're talking about the mayor. The mayor sets this kind of policy. Yeah. So what was it about Garcetti that nobody could work with him on this issue? I'm not convinced yet that Bass is going to be any different because you're making it sound like it's all Garcetti. No, I'm not. No, I don't know that Bass is going to be different at all. I think she's very much like Garcetti. She's being forced into saying things. But it's yeah, all I symbolic. think there's a dramatic blast here at the beginning. Maybe but, a couple of encampments will get cleaned up, but I want to see something but, a year or two from all now. All right, but it's it's every every everybody's talking around it. Everyone's dancing around it. It seems like Garcetti didn't cooperate with anybody at all on this. The only issue. inside word I read in Garcetti is he found the whole topic tasteless. He did not want to deal with the homeless issue. Tasteless. He, thought, he did. He just thought it was kind of beneath him. He wanted to be president, as you know. Right. So he wanted to talk about climate change, global issues. 
I think he thought homelessness was like filling the potholes. Yeah, yeah that's really? for the riffraff mayors. Wow. I think that's kind of was his attitude. Yeah, yeah. And then when the problem got worse, I think he completely, completely just shut down. I mean, he did that thing for a while, remember, with the encampments? What did they call it? A bridge home? That crap? Yeah, but yeah. When that flopped badly, I think that's when he really gave up. I've just never seen a guy surrender so badly. Because it, it's not like he had an alternate view that he was trying to convince anybody of. He just simply stopped working. It's also because he believed in housing first, and that's a failure. If that's the route she's going, that's going to be a failure, too. Because the problem goes well beyond that with the addictions and the mental illness and the fact that some of the homeless don't like the shelter you're giving them. They they don't like the rules. They don't want to deal with that. Do they really not know that? Or or is this just they're owned by, I don't know, the the, the, uh, the unions that that build all these fake homeless? Uh, So they they have to give the unions their work because the unions contribute to the campaign. And so they have to just give the same platitudes about housing first. They can't possibly think it's ever going to work. All right, you were going to – we do it when we come back. You were going to read uh, well, what they might be doing this, about the Bologna this, this wetlands. This will be quick. L.A. City Council voted okay. to ban nighttime public ass- access to the Bologna wetlands. Nighttime public access? Uh, but the RVs are parked there. What does that mean for that? Uh, the story, and this was from Channel 2, uh, it says the county is dealing with people lighting campfires and dumping waste, caused significant damage to the sensitive habitat area. And it goes through all the endangered species that... Uh, well, where's the enforcement then? I'll be like you now with all the questions. What does that mean except a declaration? Doesn't it, well, it's, No nighttime activity. Great. It, it Ordinance prohibits people from entering portions of the wetlands. All right, we got more coming up. But you gotta have you gotta have police there arresting people. You do have to have enforcement. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. We're at one to four o'clock. Here on KFI, if you miss any of the hours live, pick it up on the podcast. Use the iHeartRadio app, the website, KFIAM640.com. Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, will be around after 3 o'clock to bring us the rundown of the storm damage up and down the state of California. I'm seeing a story here that Santa Barbara and Montecito did get hit hard. And, John, we forgot one more well-known person in Montecito when we mentioned yesterday the evacuation, Oprah of course, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and Ooh. Ellen DeGeneres, oh, who you sent see? out a dramatic video of the flooding. I saw you didn't that. see it? Yes. I didn't recognize her. With her spooky-looking face, go, eh. I didn't know that was her. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> well, you know, she kind of got shamed when she left. I just, the, no, I, the way she treated her staff, supposedly, right? The end of no, the talk what, show. What I thought, I saw the video, and I thought... It was just a crazy lady in the neighborhood, right? Yeah, it did look like that, didn't it? <laughs> then at the, this crazy face. Then at the end, it's like it's Ellen DeGeneres. Like, oh. Yeah, even one of my uh, family members had noticed that. But Ellen DeGeneres said it was bad. Great. <laughs> okay. Celebrities elevate stories always in California, <laughs> especially if they make a video. Uh, today, Dippity Doo announced the budget prospects for the state of California. And just a year or so after we had a $100 billion surplus, uh-oh, we're projecting a $22.5 billion deficit. That's a little bit better. I saw $25 billion a couple of months ago. Oh, it's going to get bigger. They always do. I know that. The, econ- the economy is going to go in the toilet, and, uh, and it's going to get flushed. 
This is gonna of be course, a bad the Times year. headline, he's proposing cuts to climate change programs oh, amid no. cloudy economic outlook. Right, because he alone, with his spending, was going to stop climate change. <laughs> he alone. <laughs> That's a waste of money, whatever they're spending. God, this is such, I feel like I'm in, a, in an alternate universe. Uh, I don't yes. understand anything I'm seeing and reading anymore. Nothing. Well, if you read the Wall Street Journal, you really get a better handle on this. Uh, they have an opinion piece, California heads for a budget crunch. And Democrats in Sacramento last month sent $10 billion in direct payments to voters. Please don't call them bribes. But with the election passed, the state legislative analyst's office is now predicti- predicting a $25 billion shortfall, although they apparently revised it to $22.5 billion. The state's progressive income tax is heavily dependent on the income and capital gains of the high earners. Here is the stat one more time, 0.5% of taxpayers. That sounds microscopic, doesn't it? Half a percent. Pay 40% of the state income tax. Yeah. And, That's really out of whack. And you still get these socialist jackals going, the rich aren't paying their fair share. That's right. Well, they're only 0.5%. So 0.5% pay 40% of the state income tax. And, and a lot of this income was from so much fake money. Imagine all the guys who cashed out on crypto before crypto fell apart, right? And then, and this is this is how the economy works on a large scale. The Federal Reserve had near 0% interest rates, right? The base rate. So yeah. all kinds of rich people and uh, brokerages and investment companies were borrowing huge amounts of money on the stock market, on tech stocks specifically, because they could borrow it for almost nothing. Well, when you feed all that money into st- into the tech stocks, all the tech stocks are going to go up because everybody's buying and buying and buying, right, and bidding. Well, then you cash out, and the reverse happens. All the money they made going up, they start selling. Now the price starts to crash. And then other people try to sell, and it keeps going down. But at the end of it, in 2023, there are going to be no profits to cash in from selling tech stocks. That's already happened. Yes. It was an artificial, it was an artificial increase in the worth of tech stocks because of all the cheap money that was given out by the Federal Reserve. And same thing with with, with crypto, and and that. I this so this was a one-time orgy of cheap money spending. It's not going to happen again for probably another generation. According to the State Department of Finance, roughly 49% of personal income tax collected by the state in 2020 did come from just 1% of the tax filers. Capital gains as a percentage of personal income in California is down almost 6%, uh, down nearly 10% for the 2022-23 budget year. So he's talking about spending $223 billion. And don't forget, in addition to handing out all that stimulus money and, of course, the gas inflation rebates, they also gave new insurance, medical insurance, to illegal aliens. They have increased the number of people eligible for protection in California. They gave out a free preschool. They did all this stuff. Some of it's permanent spending. We're going to be screwed again. 
especially if, if John was just saying that next year or this year, 2023, could be a big economic downturn, that the 2022 stock market results may look mm. good compared to 2023 if we really hit the skids. I mean, you look, you look at, let's say, just pick like Tesla, right? Tesla has lost a lot of its value. Now, the people who sold Tesla when it was high made a lot of profit, paid a lot of tax on that profit. But now there's no more profit to get at a Tesla. You sell a Tesla now, you'll be selling at a loss or at a break-even. There isn't a lot of profit in people who sell now. So that, that money to tax just doesn't exist this year. Multiply that by virtually every large tech company. All of it went down. Right. You know, Amazon went down, and, and, and uh, Meta, Facebook went down. And Apple, all of them crashed. So the money's not there anymore. The profits have been taken. Yes. It's so. It, you know what? The thing is, Newsom and the rest of them, they know this. They don't care. They had their orgy. Now they got the hangover the day after. Now you're going to hear 500 ways they should be raising taxes to make up the shortfall. Yeah. When is that conversation going to start? Probably it, pretty soon, particularly it, from this legislature, which you know, Newsom's bad, but this legislature is worse. They wanted to spend a lot more of that surplus than actually got spent. But, I mean, here's the summary. They expanded Medi-Cal eligibility to all low-income immigrants, free preschool for all four-year-olds, and an additional two weeks of paid family leave. All came from Sacramento on top of all the stimulus money that they spent. So if you're wondering what happened to that $100 billion surplus, well, that's a big chunk of it right there. And apparently his spending plan is only going to cut like $11 billion from the current spending. If we have a $22 billion deficit, there's still a well, little bit to be made up there. Yeah, well, that's going to be the taxes. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I've not seen any tax stories yet, but this is just the beginning of uh, all this budget news. They have until June to actually figure out a plan. Uh, I, I saw something that John Kupal wrote for the Harvard Jarvis, uh, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, and he says you can bet on an avalanche of tax ideas coming out of the legislature. Because they do that every year. So. You know, they do that every year no matter what. And it'll always focus on that half a percent or one percent, the top earners who are not paying their fair share. <laughs> it's already an incredibly, the word they call it is progressive tax system. Yeah, they're such corrupt liar communists. But this, this leads us down the same road where everything is unbalanced. You have a good stock market year. Yeah, California will do okay. But we're if really, things plummet, do we have to, we're really super screwed. Do we have to pay Medicare, medical care for illegal aliens? Uh, that, that's necessary. Well, they work and pay taxes too. John. Well, they shouldn't be here. They shouldn't be working. They should. They, they hardly pay any taxes. The, the taxes are microscopic. That is. I, that is another lie. I dust off day. I dusted yeah. off an old conversation yeah. that's been hashed over fifty times. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeart Radio app. Uh, we're in hell. Of course, we're now on one to four. So if you missed the show live. Check out the podcast. A reminder that the Moist Line is returning again on Friday, just a few days away. Leave your message using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, all the nonsense in Washington, D.C., as the Republicans grab a marginal control of the House of Representatives and, of course, finally got themselves a speaker— California's own Kevin McCarthy. Now they're making headlines for a different reason. And this would be uh, quite a move. They're voting on abolishing the IRS. Um, that seems pretty bombastic. This idea has come up before. 
It would abolish the IRS, eliminate the national income tax, and replace it with the old national consumption tax. That's something they do in Europe, right? Or is sales it like tax. a value-added tax? Yeah. yeah, it's a sales tax. Right. On everything. Yeah. And so the wealthy would pay more because they buy more. That's the, the theory. The poor right. people pay less because they buy less. Yes, and the, but, you, you but, would, the poor, but the rich people also pay higher tax rates and more taxes in general. So would it really wash out that way, or is that just the way they're selling it? I don't know. I've never seen any any statistical analysis on who ends up paying what. Right. But rather than rather than tax you as the money's coming in as income, they'll tax you as the money's going out based on spending. I mean, theoretically, if you you're a rich person and you don't buy a lot of stuff, but invest it, you'll get a lot richer. Right? You're only going to be charged for what you buy. So some of this has been well. It's a congressman from Georgia named Buddy, <laughs> Buddy Carter. A Republican, he's calling it the Fair Tax Act, and uh, this this crowd got pretty uh, well. Actually, we mentioned this that they're supposed to be adding tens of thousands of agents at the IRS, eighty-seven thousand, because they want to they they want to go after the tax cheats, and of course, after the whole Trump fiasco with his tax returns. Not that he's a cheat, but I think what they're trying to do here well, is uh, stop having. Uh, the IRS come after everybody no, they want and more. also simplify the tax code. Well, well, yeah, I've heard that all my life. The well, tax all my code life, yes. Is what, what, the tax code's what, 100,000 pages? Oh, at least. I remember when I took a tax class in college because I was studying accounting. First day, the professor came in and he threw the big book, the tax code, down on the table. It's a long time ago and said, this is your tax code. This is all the lobbying that made this possible. That's why it's so complicated. It's just a whole bunch of special interests who get their way with a congressperson and get something passed into the tax code for some sort of break or some sort of tax or some sort of something. And that's why it's grown over the years to such a monster, the tax code. That, you know, nobody understands. Instead, you have to pay uh, uh, an accountant to try to decode it as best as he can. Um, you know, this thing actually repeals the 16th Amendment, giving Congress the right to lay and collect taxes on incomes. That's also in the bill to actually repeal the 16th Amendment. Wow. That's it. That's uh, a pretty major uh, development. Well, well, the thing is, what, the, 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 really never the, passed the Senate. Anyway. The, real, the way the, the world is supposed to be, the original idea of our form of government is that you'd have a very limited government with limited taxation. You wouldn't need high taxes because the government isn't supposed to do very much. It's supposed to do the big things. For example, have a military to defend us from enemies invading. That right. was the idea of the government. This idea that it's this all-purpose nanny state. For example, I was just reading a piece on this in the National Review, this whole gas stove issue. The government has really no right to tell us if we're going to use gas stoves or electric stoves, especially a bunch of uh, uh, fuzzy-headed bureaucrats. Nobody ever stops and takes on the premise. It's like, what the hell is it their business? It's not their business. It's not their decision. I'll use a gas stove because I want to. They they should have no right to tell me not to. And we've just, everybody's gotten used to the nanny state. And from what I've read, especially younger generations, they're very compliant. They, they nod along. Yes, the government says that there's a good reason to get rid of gas stoves. No, there's not. 
They make it up. It's a bunch of lies. It's a bunch of fanatics. Same thing with the, the tax. The, the tax code shouldn't be thousands and thousands of pages. The government doesn't have the right to take 50% of a person's weekly income. Well, what is this? The, the concept is, 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 is absurd. It's not their business. It's not their money. It's not like they do anything good with most of the money. That's another thing that I keep smacking my head with. For people who want all this tax money coming in and all this, all these departments and all these bureaucrats and employees, what is it that they do that's good for us? So a consumption tax, that would be on top of like paying your local sales taxes. You'd pay the federal government some kind of... Uh, I guess, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. I like the word they use the word consumption tax. <laughs> right. You see, but even that's a loaded word. Oh, you're consuming things. Yeah, nobody likes the sales tax word. Yes, we think we're well. It, it, yes, we're consuming things because we're alive and we live. Everything. <laughs> I, I, I decode these arguments all the time. What are they really going after here? What are they really criticizing? They're criticizing our existence and everything we do. They they try yeah. to make you feel guilty for everything we do. Going back to a previous segment. There are, there are residents who want to get rid of a homeless encampment on a bike path on Culver Boulevard. They call it Bonin's office. What does Bonin's rep say? Well, how would you like it if somebody told you to leave your home? <laughs> In other words, and I've seen this term, your house privileged. That's a new term that <laughs> these like psychotics that are using. Yes, your house privileged, which means having a house is some kind of special grace that you're enjoying. You don't deserve it. You're not entitled to it. You didn't work for it. You shouldn't have it. And who are you telling somebody who's living in a tent and defecating across the street from your house that they shouldn't have their tent to defecate in? This uh, bill to eliminate the IRS apparently was part of the deal that got House Speaker Kevin McCarthy the post, the House Freedom Caucus. A lot of this is just uh, symbolic. Yes, to make the political point that we're mad that the IRS is getting more agents and they're going to come after us. This is right-wing virtue signaling. It is, because it has no chance of going anywhere. Maybe they have a—I'm sure there's an abolish the IRS hashtag that's— How about abolish Congress, abolish D.C.? That's a good start. We could try all of that. I'm I'm telling you, every time you hear about a tax, every time you hear about a a spending idea or a department or a new regulation like no gas stoves, stop and say, is that their business? Should it be their business, or is this my money, my gas stove, my business? All right, when we come back, we're getting a little break starting this afternoon with the rain. It's going to come back again, but up north and in the central part of the state, some really big problems from the flooding. Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, will be here to talk about what happened up and down California. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And for Deborah Mark, it's Mark Reiner, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Jenna Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 